coming to you from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today we have Zach and Haley Chipman on our podcast. Who are they? Well, they're the founders and owners of Bella Lash. If you don't know who that is, well, that's because they kind of been behind the scenes. Well, I think a lot of people have seen Bella Lash around the country and online, Instagram, and at the trade shows. They For years, they had like this amazing booth. It was huge. You couldn't miss it. It was like throwing out prizes and free stuff all the time. It was a lot of fun. But they themselves weren't doing it. They had people kind of be in the front people during that time, but now they're coming out of their shell, and they realize, you know what? We should know our Lash community, and we're excited to have them come on here and talk about this new development that they have which is basically making lashes here in the United States. Yes, you've heard it right. They are bringing it home and they're going to start doing production or are in production of lashes here in the United States. By the way, just a side tip on this. Here's a reason why you want to go to trade shows and conferences. We had never met them. We couldn't meet them. Actually, I'd reached out to them, uh, not them, but to the brand at times, trying to connect them with LashCon and all that. And then how did I mean? Well, I was at Serious Business in New Orleans last year in 2020, January, just before everything shut down and I ran into them there of all places. Places, right out in the middle of away from our home away from their home and we just hooked up connected got to know them they invited us out to their place we got to see their whole location and what they're doing it's amazing and they at that point they said by the way in the next year we're going to be launching our, our own production of lashes and we were like oh, can we t- say anything they're like no no you can't say anything we're, we wait and so they did make that announcement about a month ago and now they're going to come on this podcast today and go into more detail exactly what the process was like what they're doing how it can serve you too because this is not just good news for Bella. Hey, we're making lashes for ourselves. They are really doing something exciting that can serve you, and even if you're a single operator working in your own little business. All right? So real quick, two announcements. We have our big promotion where we're asking for you to write a review for us on Apple Podcasts, and then take a screenshot it and email it to me at paul at lashcastpodcast.com. And then guess what? You get your name entered in the drawing for a $200 Amazon gift card. Yes, that's pretty cool, guys. So you don't want miss out and i know this is probably coming on thursday so you only have a day or two more left to go and do that so do it right now do it today pause the podcast write that review and submit it to us and get entered in for that drawing for a 200 amazon gift card secondly we have this new thing that we're calling the last cast insider club it's a club guys you can be part of a club with us i know that sounds like super cool isn't it no i don't know is it something a way for us to connect with you better and keep you in the loop of what's going on in our business we're not just doing podcasts because we want to just talk to ourselves in the room (laughs) or via the basically the internet and all that we want to serve and build systems and build tools that can help you, whether it's our seminars, our webinars, our trainings, our new thing that we're working on, our coaching, as well as LashCon. And if you're in this club, you're going to get discount codes. You'll get the first notice when we have things, especially if there is a limited seating or limited availability. You'll get first dibs on it. And all you need to do is go to the link in the bio on our Instagram and click on the thing where it says Insider Club and join. And that's it. And we're not going to spam you every day with stuff. We are just going to be sending you out when we have promotions or when we have tips that we're going to share. You'll get that in your box. And it's you can always cancel too. So no, there's no obligation. So, all right, guys, that's all the announcements I have for you today. All right, now let's get into this episode where we sit down with Zach and Haley and talk about this crazy idea of making lashes here in the United States. Hey guys, we're here excited in the LashCast studio to have two friends of ours. We have Zach and Haley from Bella Lash. Welcome to the show, guys. 
How are you guys? Hey. hey. It's been a little while. So it's happy to see you guys. It's been a while. Actually, a year ago, yeah. almost this time, like maybe in two weeks, we flew out and we're at your place out there in Utah and got to see all the, the amazing stuff. That's right. Your space and met your staff and it was actually yeah. really cool. We were talking about the year in review. Yes. Yeah. It was actually we, yeah. a highlight of our year. It just... To see your facilities and your capabilities. It's actually kind of like a peek into your mind, Zach. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> we loved giving you a tour. We loved it. Yeah, it was, it's fun. And something that we learned last year, you guys were really neat, uh, really previous about, is what we're going to talk about today. And that was really this yeah. project you've it's been working time. on. It's time to let the, the cat out of the bag. But that said, before we get into all that, I thought it'd be really cool for people to get to know you two a little bit. We don't have to do a long bio. Like I, I was born in 19, you know, I was 85 in the back of a car or something like that. I think something more, you know, we, <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but just more, just a quick view of like, where did you, how did you get into lashes? Why lashes? And maybe a little background on Bella Lashes. So for some of those viewers who maybe or listeners should say, who don't know any of that stuff, they'll get to know a little bit about you. And then we'll get into your big announcement. Yeah. yeah, I would love to. Okay. So how we got started into lashes. I, right before we got married, my friend gifted me a set of eyelash extensions for my wedding. Ah. And I was really nervous to get them. I was, I was like, nervous. were you nervous? Yeah. <laughs> because so, at the time, no one really knew about them. Yeah. And it, for me, I was thinking like Mimi from the Drew Carey show, like the giant <laughs> big <laughs> things. Yeah. And I'm like, you're uh, really going to try that? Like right before we get married? Wreck like, the whole wedding. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. look like right? a clown, right? So I think I got them done before our wedding. Yeah, the and they looked, time. I was shocked. I was like, man, these things are um, actually really I nice. remember though, her working on them and hearing like the tweezers and being like, I didn't know how long it would take. Yeah, it mm-hmm. t- I was like, is she cutting my lashes off? What is taking so long? I remember like halfway through being like, how long does this take? I was so concerned. And I got them done. And then when I was done, I opened my eyes and I was like, holy cow, like instant love. They were amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Transformation. When was uh, this date about when you guys, when well, you we got it was in, in 2009. Okay. Yeah. We got married in January of 2010. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. 10 years ago or so. Yeah. They were fairly new. It was most of the stuff being sold was like in the pods. Oh yeah. At that point. Yeah, exactly. Shortly after that, I learned how to do them because I loved them. So I learned and I did them for about a year when Zach came up with the lash tile and we were both in college at the time. So I did nursing school. Zach did mechanical engineering mm-hmm. and he engineered this lash tile that made it faster and easier for me to do lashes. And that was our first patented product. It would be nice and if everyone had a husband that could just sit there and go, Hey, you need an easier job. Up. I'll just do that for you. I mean, Tuss has asked me that a thousand times. And I just go, uh, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to try and like look at things and see how I can make them better. So that one was kind of like, what if you could, we had a spoon and I put a lash strip on the back of a spoon mm-hmm. and I was like, this like spreads apart the lashes yeah. with that make it better. And she was like, actually, yeah. So we did that. Was that your first product, by the way? That was your first idea that you kind of developed? That was. Cool. And I had to figure out how to make them out of resins and how to make the molds and it was a mess and like... So then I started sourcing some of the products overseas. Our house felt like countertop resin. I just have to add that. Like it was so smelly. It was bad. Figuring out (laughs) at the beginning. It was like. It was bad. People would come in and be like, what are you doing in here? It smells like. (laughs) Smells like a meth house. Acetone. (laughs) Like it's just like this really strong like acetone chemical. And then trying to get that stuff out of the jars, like the container that it like cures in. Yeah. (laughs) We're in Utah and this was in the wintertime when I was doing this and there's nowhere warm 
So they would come, I'd like let them cure in the oven. Oh, no. You're baking it in your house. I wouldn't turn on the oven, but it was like, that was the best idea I could come up with to try and reduce the smell. Yeah. (laughs) It was a mess. (laughs) Then we started like sourcing the products overseas. And then we quickly realized like, all right, there's got to be something better because this is not great. Mm -hmm. I'm sure because like everyone I hear, they always track you with good product at first, right? And then they start mm -hmm. shipping the mass quantities and it's like half of it's bad, right? You can't use it or sell it. I remember one of our first products, um, they have a sealant over in China. We were selling that and we sent it to a lab to to get it. It was a mascara. It was black diamond mascara. Uh, I don't know if I can say it was. Yeah. Yeah. So we sent it to a lab and they're like, yeah. I don't know who you're selling this to, but stop selling it. Oh, they were yeah. like, whatever, not- whatever you're using this for, stop. <laughs> yeah. This has got some stuff in it that's not allowed. Yeah, and that's US. when we formulate, started formulating here. Yeah. So, Haley, you're fully on board. You're doing lashes, right? You've got clients at this point. And then on the side, you kind of have this idea of building a brand and selling a product. Are you selling it locally or do you have this already a website trying to sell nationally? I was up to like 3 a.m. every night building our website. And I had to teach myself how to take good photos and how to edit them and how to design a logo. And like if you like I saw I showed the marketing team like my original logo <laughs> like a month ago and they all they laughed. Like, it yeah. Was it was bad. But we thought it was so good at the time. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> We've been the industry first on a lot of things. Like we were the first to come up with a lash cleanser. We were the first company to not sell pucks and to just do strip lashes. Yeah. We were the first to do like lash packs with multiple sizes. Um, Metallic strips without yeah, paper. So that the paper didn't all tear off and make a mess. Yeah. There's been like Tons and tons and tons of things. And so, and I think that's why a lot of people don't know. And that was a big surprise for us when we got out there is we learned mm-hmm. that you guys don't have your normal lash company. Most companies have some lash artists. They may have some marketing people, some social media people, maybe an accounting yeah. department, you know, billing and all that, a warehouse for all that. And then that's it. It's basically a marketing company. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, they are marketing companies too, for the most part. But you guys have your engineering department and a software department. Which and a I, lab. Yeah, okay, and a lab. Let, let, that was one of my favorite parts. You know, I grew up in Silicon Valley. My very first job was soldering printed circuit boards together. So everybody's too. garage really? in those days. That's, yes. If you grew up in Silicon Valley, at some point as a kid, you grew up soldering. The 70s and 80s, you have soldered. So walking through your place just made me feel right at home. Like, oh my gosh, look at what they've got. It was just really cool. And and so it's like a completely different mind than your typical lash company. Your engineering background, it's like you have this capacity to build anything and to see it to fruition, which is really neat. And then with Haley, you know, being a lash artist, it's like you knew the pain points as a lasher and you're like, oh, let's set up to make some products that Solve those problems. problems. And I think that that's kind of the key to this success is that like, so if you put a lash artist and an engineer in the same room and you say talk, like it doesn't generally go well. (laughs) You've seen that for yourself, right? To us, like, oh yeah. so it's kind of this interface. It's kind of like the ability for us to be able to like, she talks and then I can listen and interpret that and kind of make that work in like an engineer's mind and talk to the team. And is that because you're married and there's that, Commitment already to work through this no matter what, I guess, because that helps, right? Yeah. Because I was just about to say, 
I grew up, my dad's an engineer, EE, my mm -hmm. uncles are, Olison's actually a developer. I'm surrounded by engineers. EEs are their own breed. Oh, no. EEs are the weirdest people in the world, by the way. They are. They're good people, but like the way their minds work. My dad was actually one of the most social EEs I ever knew and actually kind of knew how to dress. Most EEs don't even know how to match socks and, and yeah. that Well, it stuff. doesn't even matter. It doesn't like, matter in their universe. Yeah. It, it's kind of like that guy on Simpsons that says like, Gliven, Ivan, like, <laughs> like they're... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I can say that because I've got a lot of friends that are EEs and they would laugh. Yeah. But like it's, they're very smart. That's the hardest degree that you can get. It is. Oh. It is a difficult degree. In fact, my uncle, that's right. My uncle went from EE to mechanical because he just, he said, I give up. The EE's killing yeah. me. And my dad yeah. went and got his master's actually in it too. So just to really double down from a USC. Yeah, really thrown down on that. Yeah, <laughs> he was really quite unique. But that said, the EEs and engineers, I think you guys are a different breed. Because you're always mm -hmm. looking at the world as how do I solve problems? That's really, you're right. just looking at everything you see. You look at it as, okay, I can fix that. I can't fix that. Or that's that's just condemned or you know, whatever it is. Because you guys are problem solvers. And I think this is a great combo. And that's why I think for you guys, your company is such a unique company. Because you guys aren't just trying to sell products or be a marketing company like you pointed out. I think that's a good point. You guys are a problem solving company, which I think is really unique. Yeah. We try. And I think that a lot of our firepower the past few years has been on these crazy ambitious projects that they have, like, like a lot of our customers haven't really seen the fruits of what the engineers have been working on until now. This is really the first big project that we're launching with the engineers yeah. backing it. So, yeah. so let's just get into it. what is the big announcement? I mean, I think a lot of people have seen it already for online because I know you start talking about publicly. But for our listeners, maybe none of them have been listening or heard yet. Why don't you guys go ahead and share what you guys are up to? Go for it, Hayes. We are making our lashes in the United States now. Yay! I wish we had applause right now going yes. on. Yes. That is yeah. like meeting such a huge need. Like we all know all the lashes are made overseas and you can't get them, at, you know, they're the cheapest overseas. And But the problem mm -hmm. with that is there's a language barrier. Usually there's shipping. There's, there's problems, problems with quality. Oftentimes you order some samples and they're fabulous, but then you place the real order and the, the product that you're getting back is not what you originally agreed to. So I know that what you're doing is going to meet a huge need. What was your impetus on, on wanting to do this? Well, we came back from every year we go and visit our factories overseas and we came back in November of 2017 and I had like an overwhelming sense of pride for our country and just the fact that it's like, look, if these guys can do it, so can we and we should. Like these jobs, like we send millions of dollars to China every year and, and I'm, billions, I, think. I don't love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can get into politics, but like I don't love the way that humans are treated there. I want to do this stuff here in the US where we can have control over it. Yeah. And aside from like that kind of stuff, our industry faces big challenges with inventory. And, mm -hmm. you know, when we have 1,200 SKUs of eyelashes and the lead time on them is supposed to only be 90 days before they get to us from when we place a PO, but it's usually more like double that. So, and then you had Chinese New Year coming up, right? Chinese yeah. New Year, yep. Everything is shutting down right now. And so there's a lot of reasons why we wanted to do it here. But I think that the result of it has been... Like if I would have known how hard it was going to be and how much money it was going to cost, there's just no way we would have done it. So knowing up front, you would have what made a different decision then? Yeah, I mean, probably. We're into this between three and four million dollars right now. Holy mackerel. Three years of time. And yeah. like if you sit down and you look at those numbers at first, you're like, nope. Yeah. Right. If right. you knew four years ago, right? Hey, can you yeah. spend four million dollars to do this? No, thanks. Yeah. And, yeah. and for you guys to make that back, right? That's not something you're going to make yeah. back in a few months. This is a long-term yeah, no. commitment. What it means though, I think the result of which has been 
we're not just making eyelashes in the U.S. Like the result is that we now have something that is like going to change a lot of stuff in our industry. We now have full control. Nobody can tell us that there's tariffs or nobody can tell us that they're going on vacation for a month and nobody can, nobody's in control but us. So when you say nobody's in control, what that might mean for the end consumer then, or, you know, for your end customers, what you just mentioned is the tariffs and then the time. How does that translate for her? Well, I mean, the hottest products right now are the pre-made fans and no one can keep them in stock industry-wide, right? And that's the reason why is that like they can't keep up with our demands and that right now you would think that they would throw some priority to specific companies and stuff, but rather than doing that, they want to serve everybody. So they'll take everybody's money at once and then they delay everybody. And it's like, uh, Uh so construction work where they say yes to 18 projects and do one at a time. They'll begin construction and collect the check, but then they won't complete it until the other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They'll leave you and go somewhere else. And then you have to almost sue them. So so stock outs is huge. Yeah. This means that what what you need as a lash artist, you can order and you can get it that same day. Because I think that's the biggest problem in our industry. I see all the time. I mean, every once I'll just pop on the websites, see what's in there. And we buy some product from you guys. And you're right. It's like, oh, they're out. And then you hear the apologies online on like Instagram. We're sorry, we're out. Or they announce like big restocking. Mm. We're back in stock. And I'm sure that's got to kill every company has to do that. That's just it's like frustrating. product it's, money down the drain. You would think like, I think the easiest way is to say like, oh, they don't really know what they're doing. But like, there's so many things that are out of our control. We've got another tariff hike coming in two months. That'll be substantial. Really? And we don't ever raise our prices. So like as a company, we just have to eat all these tariffs and stuff and shipping. I don't know if anybody knows this, but because of COVID and the number of flights that are like going international, shipping costs have gone up by sevenfold. Whoa. Shipping costs were already substantial, but now you times that by seven and you're like, holy cow, things that you used to just air freight over, even though it's more expensive than going by sea. Now you have to like actually think, can I afford an extra six weeks of time for this to go by boat? Mm. And then like, you know, we've had two sea containers full of like some other products and stuff that have been sitting in the port and they've been held up for two months because like there's, yeah, they can't get them off the port and onto a ship. So there's all these logistical issues that you just can't forecast. I actually have a friend that's a longshoreman and he works in Long Beach and and he knows right now. He's like, dude, we are working like 24 seven and there are boats just floating around out in Los Angeles who won't come in the port for weeks because there's nowhere to put them. And it's just back product. Because everyone now is buying everything online. Everything is, right. you know, it's just, everything's changed. You could see all yeah. those boats flying in. I fly in. Yeah, she flies in Long Beach every, Long Beach every week. She's like, what is that? <laughs> I remember when there was a union strike and they wouldn't move anything off the yeah. ports. Yeah. And I remember yeah. flying over the, because I'm a pilot, I remember flying over the water and seeing like all the ships and I was like, oh my gosh, the are <laughs> just right? littered everywhere. Yeah. 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 It's weird seeing that. It is so, weird. <laughs> yeah. But circling back to what this means for lash artists, I think some of the main things are it's going to be quality product and it'll be consistent. You're not going to get a badge that's different from the rest unless we made an update. And that's another thing that's really cool is we're starting with a specific type of lash, but we're going to get lash artist feedback and we'll have iterations and just keep making it better and better. So right now, what we're producing is going to be similar to what you can buy in China, but that's our starting point. And we're going to create iterations, get feedback from people. We can change the sheen of the lash. We can change the diameter. We can change the taper. Like this is like the curl. We can customize it. Like 
truly customize it. The curl, everything. So how soft it is, the flexibility. That is so cool. Are you going to have, are lash artists going to have the ability to do that on a small scale? Like say, I want some that are, let's say four millimeters. I want four millimeters Which off the strip. Ones. I always want the short ones and, and not, not <laughs> the, the ones. That's small. Yeah. No, I love them small. I mean, I'm every appointment I'm always cutting them. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's my dream. I'm always dreaming of. Like, so the that idea that can they get customized and come to you and say, I want a customized order. You, are you doing that or is it right now more just broad? sizes and eventually that customization maybe is later. So I think we're going to blow some minds. I think that I don't know how much we want to share with that specifically, but I think that what we have planned will be something that's never been done before, never been seen or even dreamed of. So there's going to be certain boundaries that we can't really um, go outside of. that doesn't require like a massive overhaul of everything that we've done, but there's definitely potential to do a lot of really neat stuff. So yeah. uh, you won't be able to make invisible lashes, right? That's not on the... <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet. Because those are the best. You just put them on and go, they're there. Trust me. They're, it's like the Emperor's New yeah. Clothes. Yeah. We charge double for it. <laughs> you do- oh, yeah. They're invisible. <laughs> it's really amazing. Yeah. Do you, now, do you guys, do you, I'm guessing what you've done, you set up a sweatshop, right, in, your, in Utah? And- <laughs> Tons of people. Yeah. yeah. And just put them in a room and yeah. just have them... I mean, I've seen how they make lashes. I didn't realize that yeah. until like three or four years ago. And when it's I mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind-blowing that people have the patience and the endurance to suffer through that. I mean, yeah. is your process, I'm guessing, different, right? Very Turns different. out that that doesn't really work here. No, so we, <laughs> we tried that, and yeah. we spent about a million dollars trying to replicate that. And that was our first big fail. Oh, really? Just trying to... Hand well, make kind of. We knew pretty soon that handmade wouldn't work. But what we've had to do to make this work is to kind of... You start with a baseline, right? And for us, we started with the same fibers that they use overseas. They're makeup brush fibers that are 35 millimeters long and they're designed, they're tapered and they're designed to work for makeup brushes. And that's how the eyelash industry could start was kind of repurposing these makeup brush fibers. But mm. that's how they're all made right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I, that's really interesting. With these makeup brush fibers, yeah. all of them. Yeah. So if you think about like what makes a um, good makeup brush it's about how it picks up the makeup. It's how it delivers it. It's the softness, right? But there's nothing about it that says that it's this is what's supposed to be good for eyelashes. So we made our first million dollar mistake was figuring out, trying to figure out how to have a machine use those fibers. And we learned that it doesn't. We've had to really question everything. And we've had to say like, well, why is it that we're doing it this way? Is it because that's just the like what was available to people and that's what they chose, or did they choose this for a specific reason? And so, like the more that we would uncover, the more we'd say, okay, well, let's go, let's go study this, let's figure this out. And the result of that, three years later, is that we have a deeper understanding of probably anybody in the world these eyelashes. So when a yeah. lash artist comes to us and says, "Hey," I'm seeing this or I would love that. We can interpret that like from the fundamental level of mm-hmm. what does that actually mean? How do we actually do that? Because what a lash artist might call softness is actually like more related to the flexibility of the fiber itself. With the tensile strength or how it bounces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So essentially where we've come to is, and why this is so good for lash artists is we have a material that we're using that has never before been used and it's made specifically for for eyelash eyelash extensions. So it's made to be on your eye. It's made to be on your eye all day. You live with these things and we've made a fiber that 
is made to be on your eye. Is Whereas it's, it's not a repurposed makeup yeah, brush. I but, would have loved to be part of this conversation. It's just a fly on the wall just to hear it. I mean, when yeah, everything yeah. is said and done and you've made your big announcements, I would just love to go back and pick your brain about that process, that first fail. I'm sure there was so much information that you got from that. Tons. <laughs> directed you and like opened your eyes. Yeah, it's like you kind of, you kind of can have a little bit of like um, empathy for like someone like Thomas Edison that invented the light bulb, and he says like you know they say he failed a thousand times before he succeeded, and he didn't fail; he just learned a thousand ways of not to make an eye, uh, a, a light, light bulb. bulb. Or All those different yeah. filaments. Right? We learned we we learned like three million dollars worth of yeah. why how to not make an eyelash. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. Um, now, are yeah. you guys also doing using that technology or to do like uh, pre-made fans? Because I know that your pre-mades were mm-hmm. overseas. Are you going to shift that? Is everything like all your product lashes eventually going to be all made here? Yeah, everything will be. Yeah, everyone will eventually. Yes, yeah. that's the goal. How we're going to roll it out is in a, we're trailblazing here. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this is the first this ever has been done. Pioneers. Yeah. Yes. If we were to open it up and do all of our products at one time, we would clog the system and just like self-implode. Yeah. So like we're going to start with classic mm-hmm. and then later on introduce volume and then later on okay. introduce the pre Do you have a time frame when you hope to do this? We have a time frame. The engineers would hate me for like saying this, but like right now. Don't do Commit them to it. <laughs> there's a million reasons of why we would push something back. But above all, we need the quality first and foremost, yeah. right? The yeah. quality cannot be compromised by the quantity. And so yeah. the way the way we plan on releasing this is we've already got it out into the hands of people that have signed NDAs and we're getting feedback and then we can make changes accordingly. We haven't had any changes that have like altered our timeline yet. Okay. We haven't had anybody say this is a big problem that we need to fix. So far everything is beating the the standards. Oh good. Um, that's awesome. And that's great. Yeah, right. So the plan right now is that we'll do kind of a by invitation only launch middle of March. Okay. Um, so we'll give people two weeks and we'll allot them a certain number of lashes to purchase from us. If they get that invitation, there will be a manufacturing date that is slotted out for them and a time and we give them a certain number of trays. Um, and then by the end of March is when we plan on launching the classic and that will be done. We're going to limit the number of quantities that we can sell. And yeah, we just see the like ramp up period where we figure out the machine and because we're we're running right now, like today we make lashes every single day. But one of the huge things that we're doing that has never been done before is we will have zero inventory. We will make everything to order. Oh my gosh. That's revolutionary. (laughs) Wow. Good for you guys. That's going to save you a ton of money, right? Eventually. What allows is something that you've asked for already in this podcast, but it allows a yeah. very unique thing to happen that's never happened before. So, wow, it's like when um, McDonald's made that grade where you no longer had got the old soggy you know, hamburger and you just made yeah. the order. That was yeah. the <laughs> other thing that, that. So we'll do that, and yeah. then shortly thereafter we'll launch class or volume, and then shortly thereafter yeah. we'll we'll launch um, pre-mades. But we cannot sacrifice the quality for the quantities. And yeah. so we will release them as we're capable. Each day there will be a certain allotted number that will be launched at a certain time. Yeah. And then once they're sold out, like there will be like a 8 a.m. is when is when it opens back up for purchasing oh. for the day. When it sells out, it will be sold out. And this isn't a marketing gimmick. This is a, hey, we have to scale this yeah. appropriately. So this is tricky for you guys because you're transitioning from one product to another product. And you guys have certain restrictions on you because you're not building... 
and just stack in a warehouse full of lashes and waiting to sell it, you're building the order. So that's that's going to be a whole new logistics that you guys have to work out the kinks. It changes everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know that our listeners are are going to be so excited and chomping at the bit to be like, how could I get invited? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. what's the buzz on that? How do you, you know, do, do you look for something in your inbox? Like, what are the odds of getting invited? Like, Willy Wonka, you know, I know. Golden, I got a golden ticket. ticket. Yeah. <laughs> right now, like we've been talking with our marketing team and our sales team trying to figure out how we want to roll this out. And those are things that we're like actively trying to figure out. I've got the commitment from the engineers. They're nervous because when something goes down, because we don't want an inventory, and I'll tell you like the number one reason why we don't want inventory in a little bit, but we don't want an inventory. If something goes down, our engineers are going to be like up day and night trying to get things right. And so like, although we're not, this is not like the first time we've done this. This is the first time like it gets real. And because we don't have an inventory, we really can't just, we don't want to just start stacking up inventory that we're not planning on selling. So it's a balancing act. We have to make all this work. But what this allows for us is like when a lash company launches its lashes, the quality either like makes the customer happy or it's not quite right. And then the customer leaves and goes to a different company, but a company's lashes don't change. Like once they launch, like it's pretty much the same. There's really, there's really no innovation there. There's nothing that anybody can really adjust to. Like if, if you were, if you were to call me up and say, Zach, I hate this about your lashes and I'm never going to buy from you again, unless you change this. I'm like, great. There's nothing I can do about it, but now we can. And so one of the coolest things that we can do with this um, is we can take our customers' feedback. They can say, hey, Zach and Haley, like, I really love your lashes, but if you could change the sheen a little bit for me and so that if they're a little bit more matte or they're too matte, I want them to be a little bit more glossy or I'd like to tighten up the radius here and make them a little bit more curly or... Like, or I want a longer taper. Yeah, or let's change the softness. Or I want the glue to, to come off in a certain way. I want it to feel a little different when you pull it off the strip. All yeah. of that can be yeah, changed now. So change. in order for us to be truly innovative, we need the community's help to say like, hey, this is where we're at. This is what I'd love to see changed. We get enough of that feedback. We take it to the engineers and they can change it. So what that means for us is when we launch our lashes, although they're going to be better than like what currently exists, what we're launching today is not going to be the same that we relaunch right. in three yeah. months. It's not going to be the same that we have in a year. And five years from now, we'll look back and we'll laugh. So, <laughs> yeah. so we get to launch these. What we're going to do is we're going to launch them in collections. The names have not been chosen yet, but like, let's say we launch our first collection and it's the Alpha Collection. Mm-hmm. And this is our list of features. This is what these products do. Well, we get the feedback from the lash artists of what they like and don't like. And we go to the engineers and we work on those in parallel with the production. And we say, okay... Let's, let's do this. So three months from now, we say, all right, engineering is ready for it. Production is ready for it. They've been trained. And now we're going to switch the process over. And overnight, we can launch the beta collection or the whatever collection we want to call it. And we can list, just like in software updates, we can list, here's the new features. Here's the updates. Here's what we've done. Mm-hmm. These, these lashes are now 15% softer. They're 20% lighter. They have a little bit tighter curl, or they're a little bit looser, or the diameters have changed like this, or whatever. And so yeah. what we launch is great, but what we're really excited about is what we can do with the feedback mm-hmm. of the lash artists. Like yeah. they now get a voice that gets to actually do something like that really can make a change. Make an impact on the actual product that they're purchasing. Absolutely. Kind of like software, like you said, like you get Windows 97, 98, 2000, yeah. and now you guys have, you know, Bell Lash 1.0, 2.0, 2.15 if it's a small change. Yep. Yeah, right? exactly. So it's yeah. really cool. 
Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like really, really exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I firsthand have experienced it. They brought me and my sister, actually. My sister's a lash artist yeah. and we talk lashes a lot. And they brought us some lashes and they were so shiny. They were like, they were oh, too man. plasticky. Yeah. yeah. It was like, someone's going to go outside. The sun's going to hit those. They look fake. Yeah. yeah. So we told them like, hey, these are a little too shiny. We want a matte, but not too matte. Because if it's their too matte, they look dingy. So mm. we gave them like a scale of zero being like the shiniest and 10 being the most matte. dull and matte. Light absorbing. Yeah. We said like, how about like an eight or a seven or they still have some shine in them, but they are more on the matte side. And in a day, they had figured out a process <laughs> to get them. Wow. That is like a dream. It yeah. was amazing. I was yeah. just super incredibly proud of the team for that one. That was really cool. It was fast. Yeah. It won't Champagne always be days. that fast. It might not it always like, be that fast, yeah. but. Yeah, I would have never imagined. So this is, this will, it sounds like to me at some Big point, if you're doing made the order and even though you didn't commit to it, it does sound like customization isn't a possibility where companies or people who have taste or I like my glasses purple and you're like, no problem. You know, and you guys can eventually sounds like that's at least where you're heading. So that's very exciting because um, wow. Customization. That's something that changed the world and other businesses, right? Being able to customize like Dell computers, right? right? They, you could customize your computer and Dell blew yeah. up this monster company because of that. So I think with this, this is a really huge, I, I don't know if you'll understand. This is, this is like, like size industry changing. We hope so. We hope that people will support this. It's an ethical choice to, to say, Hey, we want to support a company that is like reinvesting in, in our industry, because we believe that we have the tools to really help change the future of our industry. And one of the things that we're really excited to be able to announce is that we've been doing this for a little while, but we want to formalize this. Bella Lash is committing to 10% of its gross revenue to put directly back into R&D. So if you spend $10 with Bella Lash, $1 of that will go to our R&D department, changing the industry for the better and bringing on better products and really shaping the future of our industry. That so is something that huge. makes me so excited because you're actually putting your money where your mouth is in terms of yeah. we want to see change. We want to be a contributor to positive growth in our industry to yes. lift it up. Here you guys are doing something and, like that. And I that. think what's really important that people don't understand is, and this is not a knock against all my friends. I mean, I have half my friends in the industry or have product lines mm -hmm. now and they're building stuff. But when they say they design products, what they really mean is they're going to Asia and they're finding products usually and maybe giving that feedback. That already exists. That already exists and maybe giving some feedback. Like I've known a couple of my friends who said, no, no, I gave them directions and they went back and changed the formula or did this. Mm -hmm. as, but overall, the amount of input and change is very minimal compared to like in this case, what you're saying is you guys aren't committing to literally saying we want to not just be this our final innovation. Yeah. We want to continue to, I, to sharpen. And I would really like to change what people call innovation. Innovation is not launching a new sticker. Innovation is not launching a new shirt or anything like that. Innovation, like let's, let's do our industry justice and let's call innovation what it is. Don't call something innovation if it's not. If you didn't actually make something better that helps our industry grow and make it more valuable to our customers or their customers, let's not call it innovation. It's just repackaging a lot of times. I joke like, oh, we're just repackaging someone other product, which is fine. Yeah. But it can help, but that's not innovating. Yeah. And and I think we can call each other out and hopefully 
you guys will inspire a lot of these other brands because I think good competition pushes other companies to do competition is a good thing. Yeah, so yeah. Other I companies believe in that. Might Sharpening. be listening to this for the first time. Yeah, or I'm sure they probably saw your post because I'm sure you guys all follow each other and they mm -hmm. saw you guys when you said the three million dollar lashes and people like, holy crap, they're putting out lashes. I know Live Bay came out and they announced that they're doing the same thing, and so I think it's kind of cool to see it. it's like the space race, right? Where we're, we're like. These, yeah. This is going to make us all better. These companies will grow Let's, up better and there'll be new developments because of it. Yeah. That's, We've got really exciting things coming from the industry. And yeah. this is just the beginning. Yeah. And it all needs to be driven from the last artist. Like the last artist is the one that needs to be able to say, this is where we want to go with it. And a big part of what they can do by doing that is, is participating in, in this true innovation and then supporting the companies that are like actually doing that. Yeah. Providing that. And providing jobs yep. in the United States, keeping jobs I here. I love that. I, I think I that's really that. honorable. And I'm also excited to hear even, I'm guessing now, do you guys buy your materials here or are they over sourced overseas and then you bring them here? How's that whole the pipeline work, chain. I guess? It's currently both. We're working with manufacturers on the East Coast to do this with custom blends and stuff. It's a lot longer process. Yeah. That is the end game though, is to have 100% of this made here. And it really effectively is like we're so. Yeah, it's kind of cool. How we dye the fibers is much different too. Right now, the fibers start out white, right? And yeah. they dye in black. Yeah, makeup brush fibers start white. That's why when you hold a tray up to like the sun or, or, the, or a light source, you can see the very tips of it are kind of like a, they're yes. like a blue hue. You. Right. It's because the way you dye stuff black is just through like really, really dark, dark. blue uh -huh. dye. Another thing you can also tell is that when you pull that lash off the strip, sometimes it leaves a mark and you can see, uh, yeah, the dye molecules there. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Ours are black through like the poultrusion process. So as it's coming out of the dyes and it's being stretched, the resin and stuff that, that constitutes our custom blend is black. It's not dyed black. So it's actually okay. in the product itself. It's not just like coating. So, so it's you, actually yeah. it's not dyed. Yep. So if you could zoom down microwise and you cut it like a hot dog, you'd see it black all the way through versus I guess. 100%. Yeah. You see white in the middle, like a, a yeah. donut or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good way to think of it. Yeah. When you hold ours up to the light, they are black. There's yeah. nothing blue about them. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, people like that so, too. People are going to like that. that that's going to be great. So with all this, is there any other innovations or things that you have coming down the pipeline that you can talk about? Or is right now, this is kind of like where you're at? And, well, you've already blown our minds. Yeah, so, this I is mean, a big one. Like, this is like ice. Can you cake. get bigger for me, please? I, I need more. I think what <laughs> there is more. I wish I could share. Yeah. There's tons. We've spent our year, which has been like the hardest professional year of my life. Uh, with so everything hard. Cohen stuff. We've spent our year rebuilding our company. We have new management. We have incredibly talented people. And we've really, really, really invested in our company and what these people are doing and what they're creating and where we're, what the stuff that we get to launch this year is going to be mind blowing. It's all for the lash artists. It's all like to help elevate their game and to take them to new elevated levels and to try and make our industry be a better place. How mm -hmm. can we get more people in here to get their lashes right. done. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, right. that's, that's what we all goal. How do we get you guys right. more customers? Yep. What does the customer want? I just want to support that and echo that because that's what drives us to do what we do with this podcast is that we want this whole industry to be elevated. We want individual lash artists and salons to be busier. We want to drive more business to them so that you can... But it doesn't happen by accident. It has to be yeah. something you have to you know, strategize, you have to think about, you have to train, you have to learn. The yeah, easy purpose. stuff has all, like all the low hanging fruit has already been plucked. Yeah. It's now like in order to like push our industry, now this is when you really do need 
the engineering team and you really do need the, the agility and the lean manufacturing and stuff to be able to do this here locally so that we're not beholden to other people's stuff. Yeah, like yeah. We, we have to do it ourselves. And that's, that's been our belief for a little while. And we hope that our last artists start to see the fruits of our labor. So now, we're excited about it. I think some people are probably wondering, are your costs or prices going to go up, down, about be the same? How's that going to affect them? As when they come to buy product from you? We're trying to keep it the same. The margins are going to go down a little bit for us, mm -hmm. but we're trying to keep it the same. We know that lash artists are hurting. Like over 80%, I can't remember the exact number, I think it's like 86% of our lash artists have been forced shut like this year due to COVID reasons. Yeah. Like we know that people are hurting. And so one of the things that we did last week was that we did like site-wide, we lowered our prices to kind of do our part. Like people are talking, we're listening. It's, we need to try and like, you know, if they're going to make less money, we're going to make less money. We need to kind of all be in this together as an industry and to make this place work. So yeah, we're trying to keep our prices low with the U.S. stuff. With that, in order to make that happen, we have to reduce the amount of labor and that, mm -hmm. that increase the upfront engineering costs. And yeah. But it's, it's a worthwhile investment. Yeah, we'll have some new stuff you've never seen before. Yeah. And this year, we have something new every month. Yeah, oh, wow. big so, things every month. Not so we, yeah. we'll have you on every four weeks. We'll have your announcements. <laughs> <laughs> we can. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna get a lot of new announcements. We worked hard in 2020. We, we had a meeting today where it. we're like, "All right, here's our product innovation pipeline," and like the main marketing girl, she was like, "Hey, we gotta slow this down because we're gonna just gonna like people are gonna be too confused. There's too much going on, and we're <laughs> like, too many messages going on. They can't catch up with it." I just want to brag on you guys for just a second because throughout the years as we talking to people, many people have said, you know, we like Bell, we just don't know who they are, right? We haven't ever <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. seen the, the faces of them. And I know that you guys are, are starting to get out in front of people right now, but I just want to tell our listeners and any, anybody else, if you've ever wondered who Bell is, it's like, this is the kind of company that they are. Instead of being like out as personalities in front of everybody, what they're doing is they're innovating and Behind they're the doing scenes. it for our industry and they're doing it. You know, I mean, of course, we all want to make profit, but in terms of what your values are, you're really putting your money where your mouth is to say, unknowingly take a step back and maybe not make as much in the beginning because mm -hmm. I know that everyone's hurting. I mean, you could make a killing and say, hey, you know, we have the premium, but through your actions, you're really showing us who you are and you and like you always have. And so well, you're too kind of work. But it's true. <laughs> so, so this is who you guys are. And so you should see our previous marketing plan. We were going to charge $80 a tray and it was going to be amazing. <laughs> we only had to sell 100 trays a month to make money. And no. We're there. Yeah. 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 Haley and I, by nature, are not the type of people that want to be seen. We're very much like, like I don't private. have social media. Very I don't want private. it. Yeah. Haley's very private. We're not the type of people that if we go do something fun, we're not going to tell the world about it. We're going <laughs> to. I don't like to stuff things in your face. Yeah. Uh -uh. Yeah. No, so we're just, it's not really natural for us to do this kind of stuff. And we're just kind of happier just being left alone. And so, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like that, by the way, it's something that we really strive for with our, our social media is like, we never want to create envy. That's like one of our number one rules. No. Yeah. We're not making posts so that other people feel lesser or worse. And I think that's 90% of what Instagram seems to be about is making sure everyone knows that I'm better than you. I'm on vacation. But we're not going to tell you that I'm better than you straight up. We just want you to feel that way. It's humble brag, right? It's humble brag. You know, I'm going to incite lust or I'm going to do this. I'm going to show you how Envious, amazing but, I yeah. am. And it's just like, yeah, oh, not no. our DNA. And I felt like, I think when we connected, I got that same feeling from you guys, obviously, because you guys don't even exist on 
social media. I know. I remember when we met in New Orleans, you were like, oh my gosh, I've been trying to talk to you forever. And I'm like, (laughs) but first I talked to you, I didn't think you were the owner. Someone said, oh yeah, that's Bella over there. And I came in there and introduced myself and said, yeah, I'm just talking. So by the way, do you guys know the owners? And you're like, well, that's me. (laughs) It depends on who's asking. (laughs) So unassuming. I just want to share the delight of knowing you guys. I mean, they did fly us in their private jet. I do remember that. Oh, stop it. (laughs) No, no, they did not. We loved it. Your place was great. Yeah, we had a lot of fun having you guys out. It's fun. It's not every day that we get to show off what we're doing. And so we kind of forget about what we're doing until it's times like that where it's like, there's a lot going on There's here. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's really special. Of, I knew for the last year, I haven't been telling anyone. I've been holding my mouth, just stopping like, oh, so yeah, proud oh, of I you. can't talk about it. I said, I, I would just tell people, there are companies right now working on some pretty cool stuff that's going to yeah. change the industry. And I'd leave it generic like that. And people are like, well, yeah. who, who? I can't, I can't tell you. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm just so glad we finally got it out of you. And I know you haven't told us the other stuff. I know you have other things going, which we're really excited about and can't wait to see you get out there and help and continue to improve our yeah. industry. And hopefully if other brands are listening, please don't take this as discouragement, but rather encouragement to no. double down, triple down on innovation and keep working towards a better industry. Let's make our industry better. Yeah. This isn't not trying to call anybody out, but let's actively try and serve our customers and make this a better industry for all of us instead of bastardizing it by like just cheapening the industry and, yeah. you know, just putting stickers on it and calling it innovative let's reserve that word for true innovation yeah and then um the next thing to attack will be our, our training industry we gotta there's right. a lot i know that you guys did a podcast on training and yeah. i hear you i see both sides of the argument i don't think you guys are wrong but we have to change the behavior of people in order to want to do things mm-hmm. differently yeah yeah i mean we launched a a, a month-long training like three four years ago Mm-hmm. No one wanted to sign up for it. No one. They yeah. Like, no. Well, I think the, the best example was Sugar Lash did like an eight month long, yeah. really great mm-hmm. course. I mean, I didn't take it, but just from their marketing that they were putting yeah, behind it, like, the course looked extremely promising. It was going to talk about marketing. It was going to start, talk about starting your own business. But I don't think it went well. I don't know for sure. Maybe they can tell us. I think it did fine. I don't think it was a money loser, but you're right. They spent a lot of money on that, though. They spent Tons. a ton of money. That wasn't just like, here's 50 bucks, you know, get my cousin to shoot it. I mean, they spent, I think, yeah, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars producing that thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it was not easy. But also, I know Borboletta did a month-long training. And I remember talking to them. They're like, no, no one really takes the month-long training. They just, no one interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we've kind of, we're a society of people that want instant gratification. We would prefer to do things that way. Yeah. If people would react the if, way that we want. If, if people would know. buy it, right? I mean, the problem is that you can't change behavior sometimes. And if you keep offering something that people don't want, then you're just going to throw a lot of money away. Here's the thing that, you know, as the industry changes, as we do get more artists, as the body matures, right? As it becomes more inundated, people need more of a niche. What separates them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And having, you know, so much competition, maybe they're going to say, I've got to do something different. I've, I've really got to learn yeah. something special. So I'm hoping that need will drive that. Well, there's so much competition yeah. that's doing the same thing, selling the same products. And that's where we kind of need to start talking about innovation and things that might be coming. Yeah. I think, differentiate I think that's the biggest challenge our industry faces is just innovation, doing things different, getting more customers in. How do we do that? Because right now what is it that the customer everyone's wants? doing the same thing. And yeah, for sure. That's like our goal of this year. And with the new products you'll see coming out this year, you'll see that's what we have in mind is like, how do we differentiate you from other lash artists? Here's how we give you like a turnkey solution for that. 
That's great. That's something that's a theme that we've been building with our podcast and stuff we do. We have a new kind of saying, was this question everything. And I, I noticed that that was something that you said when you were going back and redesigning the lashes, you had to mm-hmm. question all your assumptions. Because the problem everything. about yeah. you don't get new innovation from just assuming and following the same patterns. It only comes when you question every step, everything you do. You ask yeah. why, why, are we doing why, this? why, why. And that's something that we're really big on trying to push more in our industry. Because I think not only do we not see a lot of innovation in lashes, we just see a lot of innovation in the way people do business, the way they, they do customer service, the way they apply lashes. Uh, because they're just copying what they were told and everyone parrots. We always we call it the echo chamber. Yeah. Especially when you have the social media that's saying like, oh, look at how successful I am. Look how perfect my life is. But what you don't see is the dumpster fire behind the the screen, right? And it's like, but they see that and it's like, that's what I need to be doing. So I'm going to, you know, they're being really successful with it. So that's what I'm going to do. And that may not be the best way you, like a big saying that we have around here is like, you can't win a race by looking to the side and seeing how your opponent's doing. Mm. Your eyes have to be directed forward. You have to be single-mindedly focused forward and focusing on your own efforts and what you're doing. You can't be looking at what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one thing I've really realized talking to a lot of successful people in our industry, as well as this I'm reading or seeing bios of people from other businesses, right? And podcasts. It's amazing how many of them are just single focus. They really don't really spend a lot of time worrying about their competition. I mean, yeah, you, you have an idea. Like you're like, okay, they're over there. But man, too many people spend too much time, I think, worrying about their competition, those around them. And then it slows down their pace. It distracts them or discourages them and makes them give up because they don't think they can do it. And I think it's a good idea that if you're, it isn't even a salon, like you're building your business, stop worrying about the 18 other lash people in your neighborhood doing lashes and you're all worried about what they're charging, worrying how they're doing this, what they're doing. Just make the most amazing experience in your business and you will stand out, but don't copy. Stop copying what anyone else does. Yeah. We always said with our business, yeah. like we looked at what everyone else was doing and we went the opposite direction. Do it different. Yeah. We just went the other way. It just, it made us yeah. look different and it worked most, most of the time. Sometimes you miss, make mistakes, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's how you learn, right? Is yeah. for making those mistakes. Yeah. So, all right. Well, very cool. I think we could keep going on, but I, what we do is we should have you guys come back maybe partway through this year and we'll just do another update, especially if you have yeah. another one of these. For sure. So there's so much more yet to like unveil with just the, these lashes themselves. Yeah. So, you know, as we get a little closer, maybe let's talk again and we can, we can kind yeah. of share some of those things. There's, there's a lot of stuff we don't necessarily want to let the cat out of the bag on yet, yeah. but we're probably about 50% of the way done with the announcements of how cool this stuff is going to be. Yeah. And, and a way you can keep up to date is just, we'll keep you up to date on Instagram. Yeah. Follow your, what's your Instagram? Where, where they where find you? People? Yeah. Find everything for you guys. Just I think it's Bella at Bella Lash, Lash and yeah. then YouTube is just Bella Lash. And uh, we're starting to put a lot more consistent, high quality stuff on YouTube. And we have a newsletter on our site. Just like if you ever fill out a loop, we'll yeah. keep you on the loop there. And then, yeah, we're happy to talk with you guys whenever. Yeah. yeah. No, I really think, but, especially once you really have gotten break, you break down how stylists can get into this pipe line with you and buy the products and what they can do. Yeah. We really want to invite everybody. I legitimately want to hear your feedback. I've got a phone call Thursday afternoon to talk with the first person. I don't, I've never met her, but I want to know what her feedback is on our, on our lashes. Like I want to, I genuinely care. Um, the engineers genuinely care. Like we, we want everybody's feedback on this. So if you have ideas, we want to hear we them. We want to hear them. We want to help our industry. And th- right now, this is just eyelashes that we're talking about, but there's so much more to come. And Like COVID. I think you guys are working on COVID solutions too, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll have that solved. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with us. Thank you, guys. It's always fun talking to you guys, yeah. and we admire you guys and everything that you're doing for this industry. So thank you for all yeah. you do. Same back at you guys. Thank you. All right, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. And get that review online, screenshot, and send to Paul at LashcastPodcast.com and be entered into that drawing for a $200 Amazon gift card. On behalf of my Lash Alter Ego Tusney, as well as Zach and Haley from Bella Lash, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. Yeah.